This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cheryl. Tig. Yeah. We cover a lot in this <laughs> We actually do cover a lot in this one. Yeah. I feel like we do. Yeah. And I think that if you felt like me, where you're like a donut documentary, mm. this episode will show you it's it's more than just uh, some filling in a twist. Oh. If mm-hmm. you will. If you will. <laughs> I don't know. If you will. If you will. <laughs> Let's see. What do we talk about? Uh, Poop. Coop? Poop. Oh, poop. <laughs> <laughs> what you talk about? No, but this time it's not real. Poop. Don't spill. Okay, I won't. There's twists and turns. There are twists and turns in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there are twists mm-hmm. and turns. Okay, so uh, ladies and jerks, mm-hmm. welcome to The Donut King. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl Hines, hey. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to going on a, um, I might be on vacation at this point, but I'm going hmm. on a two and a half week vacation with my family. That's so nice. Yeah. I think the next time we record, I will be on spring break vacation with my daughter. Oh, where are you going? Uh, Cabo. Ooh. Tropical and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do with your daughter? It's, it's you go a take weird, a sexy vacation a with weird, your daughter? A weird way to describe my vacation with <laughs> Tropical <my daughter. laughs> and sexy. I was talking about Cabo. Okay. Just the, you know, yes. I, I hear you. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm going to Mississippi. Tropical sexy. And sexy. 
Oh, well, I hope you uh, I hope you had a great time. I hope you have a great time. Yeah, we're recording episodes far in advance here. And yeah. um, in fact, you haven't even cut my hair yet. Are you getting excited well, I, to cut my hair? Yes, I'm sharpening my scissors. Your hair is so short, I but know. I'm going to I'm going to do it anyway. I just need it, you know, to like everybody always tells me my hair looks good, that I did a good job cutting it. No, it looks it looks good. You, ever, you think my hair looks bad? No, it it looks cute. It's so short. I don't know how much shorter it can well, be. Well, just to like can... get the weird mistakes fixed. You know, okay. that's basically what I want. But we can okay. talk about that. You yeah, know. we'll talk about that. But Tig, we today, this documentary is very interesting. I It's a bit of a... Uh, there's twists and, and there's twists and turns <laughs> bait and switch there are twists me. and turns that you did not see coming no and you know I what huh. i loved this movie you loved i did too i loved it i did too and i have to say yeah i was not looking forward to watching a donut movie I was looking forward to watching a donut movie, and it took me in a different direction. Okay. But wait, l- let's tell everybody what it is. But. Okay. Do you love donuts? I am embarrassed to say that while I was watching this, <laughs> I ordered donuts on Postmates. <laughs> and I took a picture that I'll, I will show our fans. <laughs> I couldn't watch it without eating a donut. That is hilarious. And where did you order from? DK. Oh, you did? Yes. Had you had them before? Not that I remembered. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a big donut person, but I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to get a DK donut, which now I didn't even know until this moment. But yeah, I guess it stands for Donut King. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I figured that out watching the movie, but you're saying right this second you figured it Yeah. Out? I didn't make that connection. Okay. And I'll tell you why later. Okay. I don't want to spill All beans. Right. All right. But, okay, so today's documentary is The Donut King. It's a 2020 documentary directed by Alice Gu. It tells the story of Cambodian refugee Ted Noy, who settled in California and built a multi-million dollar business by selling donuts. The Donut King premiered at the Sidewalk Film Festival and is available to watch on Hulu. Sidewalk Film Festival? I've never heard of that. Have you? Well, don't humiliate the poor festival. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm shocked that this was not uh, like a yeah. I, I'm shocked that this didn't win. Go to Sundance, a, uh, yeah, well, yeah, an Oscar. I, I mean, it was really good. It was great. So where do we begin? Well, well, we'll begin at the beginning. So before coming to America, Ted Noy, mm-hmm. spelled N G O Y. So I'm. I think that's pretty much how you spell it. How you pretty say much. It. He was a major in the army and had to flee from Cambodia Mm -hmm. to escape death during the Civil War. Yeah. So this film starts with fun clips of donuts. Yeah. Donuts with sprinkles, with the chocolate, with Mm -hmm. glaze, and you see them being made, and you're like, And then. And then. And that's before credits, before the title sequence. So it's like. I felt like, how much more do we need to know? He came to America and, and opened a donut shop. <laughs> I was like, how could this be an hour and a half long? We just saw everything. Because a good documentary is going to give it's, you some twists and give some, some turns. Yeah, so there are beans to spill. So yeah. if you... Can I spill them? Oh, I guess so. Aiden, 
stop your vacuum. Well, no, if you I'm don't not going to spill that. Spill vacuum. I'm not going to well, spill. Well, you have to because it's kind of what the whole thing. Go ahead. Well, no, I don't want to. I thought you were going to no, yell at me and say, no, don't oh, spill beans. Well, and now I you're mean, like, yeah, go There ahead. is an order. There is an order to it. Okay. And I just realized today that if we do spill beans, yeah. Aiden can vacuum them up. <laughs> and in your mind, they're espresso coffee beans? Um, oh, kidney beans. I can't remember now that we've talked so much about... And let me ask you this. It's never lima beans, that's for sure. No. What? If I ask you if you're a snark bowl, mm-hmm. what is your response? Are, Tig, are you a snark bowl? You bet your ass I am. Yes, you bet your sweet ass I am. Oh, okay. Well, you're getting there. You're getting, getting there. there. Are you uh, a snark bowl? You bet your sweet ass I am. <laughs> I am telling you, the shows, again, I can't express enough, have been so fun. And the snark bowls are showing up by the, the millions. They're out. They're out there. And, um, you know, I don't need them to yell and interrupt my show. But listen... <laughs> They are out there. You don't need them yelling, hey, snark bowl here. Well, yeah, I'm doing a show, but You're doing a I show. can I can feel them there. Mm-hmm. And and I do say like, hey, snark bowls, listen, hey. You know, at one point I say something about listening to the podcast and then the people are like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can, I hear the snark bowls, but they're Aww. there. That's sweet. Yeah. I like the snark bowls. Okay, Tig, mm-hmm. there's a lot to cover. There is a lot to cover. Always is. So this guy, Ted mm-hmm. Noy, was from Cambodia. Yeah. And I felt pretty stupid hmm. when I watched this because I had I did not know the history oh, yeah. of Cambodia and the war and Nor the America America's involvement. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy when that <sighs> happens. It's such massive events that take place and how does it not reach you i know that's what is mind-blowing to me i'm obviously i'm not the most educated person in the world well and you don't listen to or watch the news anything yeah or anyone but you would still think in 50 and a half years you would have heard about this something it's referred to as the secret war Mm -hmm. but still well, yeah, and honestly, yeah. even after watching this, I don't know. Even after watching a donut documentary, you don't feel like you have all the. I know the history of it. Okay, but it's you know it is um it's dramatic and it's sad and in the seventies, uh-huh. there was a civil war in Cambodia, mm-hmm. in large part because of American bombings mm-hmm. of Cambodia. Over a million Cambodians fled with many others who were stuck in the country with no way out. Mm-hmm. Either people fled the country and got out or people were driven to go work in the rice fields mm-hmm. for... Brut- it was brutal. It's brutal. 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 Brutal weather. Brutal conditions. Oh, brutal. Everything about it was just awful. Mm-hmm. This man, Ted, was able to escape on a military plane, mm-hmm. um, went to Thailand, and Khmer Rouge, they took over Cambodia and yeah. it changed everything. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands of Cambodian refugees came to California to Camp Pendleton. Okay, so Ted was able to get out, Mm. was able to get his family out. Yeah. And they came to Camp Pendleton, and then 
the refugees that came had to have a sponsor mm-hmm. sponsor them to get out of the refugee camps. So somebody had to call and say, I will take this family in. The Peace Lutheran Church sponsored them, and they lived at the church for a while. And then Ted was working at the church, and then he got a second job at a gas station. And that's the first time that Ted had a donut. This is where it all sort of begins. Donuts are American. Is this news? Breaking news? Breaking news. <laughs> why, are, why is this part of... Yes. Yes. Donuts. Donuts are American. American. Well, I'm just saying, like, right? It, I mean, is it yeah. likely that he just... Yeah, he, no, he had never had a donut before, and he was enchanted. Yeah. He was enchanted by a donut. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me, the the times that I see the closest to that moment is when I'm in New Orleans with people. Yeah. And they've never had a beignet. Yeah. And and, and I'm like, you've never had a beignet? Oh, did you make that face? I mean, you never had a beignet. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what the hell? We got to get you a beignet. Get you a beignet. Yeah, so he was, he loved the donut. Mm-hmm. He was inspired. He reached out to Winchell. Because it was Winchell's Donuts. Yeah. And he started in their training program, and he worked very hard. Yeah. Very hard. Were you partial to a particular brand of donuts in your... Well, you know, I grew up in Florida, so it was really like Krispy Kreme, I guess, or... Oh, really? Yeah. So you grew up on Krispy Kreme? I feel like I did, but I could be wrong. See, I wasn't familiar with Krispy Kreme until I moved to California. Mm, maybe I'm... No, I think there was a Krispy Kreme in Tallahassee. And I also was very annoyed at the time oh. when everybody in the 90s, it felt like, or 2000s yeah. or something, yeah. they were like, Krispy Kreme, you gotta oh. have Krispy... Uh, oh, and they all stop. Krispy Kreme. Well, you gotta get when, a Krispy Kreme. Remember when it became so trendy? So hip? It yeah. was hip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still. I know, but there was like a real vibe for a while about Krispy yeah. Kreme. And I was just like, just shut it. Who can't? Like, just. <laughs> I mean, on. honestly, and I don't, no disrespect to any donut maker. Mm-hmm. They all taste very similar to me. Oh, that is rude, <laughs> Cheryl. Rude. Rude. I mean, it's like. They're very similar. You know what uh, What other phase bugged me to no huh. end when everybody's huh. like, oh, my God, Pinkberry. You have to go to oh, Pinkberry. Oh, no, I have do you... love Pinkberry. So you're one of those people that, yes, that was Yes, because cons- Pinkberry is tart. <laughs> okay. Like yogurt land. But were you were... one of those annoying people constantly talking about Pinkberry? Did I bring it up at a cocktail party? N- no. But if somebody said, what are you doing? I'd say, I'm going to Pinkberry. That's fine. But were you, there was a similar vibe around Pinkberry. Yeah. And, well, people like to discover it. They were yeah, like, oh. And, and Krispy Kreme. Thomas, do you know mm. what I'm talking about? Those times that were. Yeah. I was just like, corking people. people. Well, I'm just like, go get your donut or go get your Pinkberry. But shut up. Like, Why? It's kind of like Soul Cycle. People that do Soul Cycle love to talk about Soul Cycle. And they talk about their person that runs it. What's that called? Instructor. And they ha- This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Have their, they know their names and what they do. and I guess it just feels like... It's a trend that's going to last for a few months, and then, and then they're not going to be at the cocktail party talking about Pinkberry anymore. It's not like a lifestyle, but it's not something that's integrated into their world mm. or life. Or, or they wouldn't be talking about it so much. It's like, it's just, just be quiet about Krispy Kreme. Just go get your donut. Well, listen. Cork Ted, it. We got to take a break, though, Sharon. Oh, God dang it. We'll be right back. And we are back on okay. Tig and Cheryl True Story. Because okay. Tig, there's a lot. Okay, get... I know, I know. So I want you to know that Ted, okay, went through the training program. Uh-huh. By the way, I was impressed to know there's a training program at Winchell's. I was shocked. <laughs> it's three months at, long? At Winchell's Donuts. Like what? What do they do there for three months? How how many ways are there to make Gotta donuts? Make the donuts. <sighs> um, time to make the donuts. Time to make the donuts. But Ted got his very own store in Newport Beach. In 1976, just six months after arriving to the U.S. That's incredible. I mean, he worked so hard. His whole family, he put his whole family to work. Yeah. They were open 24 hours a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they would just do, like, shifts all night Well, they never know when some weirdo's at home watching a donut documentary and wants to order (laughs) some in, you know? And they all... The noise tried to save every penny, and they even they talked about the you know the the wooden stir sticks. Yeah, they would wash them and reuse them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of those end of the world. No, but close to. (laughs) Um, Because they would when they were saying that. Well, first of all, and then he's saying nobody licks those or puts them in their mouth. I'm like, yeah, I do. That's what I do. I stir. It's you not stir like it. I just stir it and then just and then, toss it. I no, stir, it, stir it. I lick, lick it. it. Maybe chew on it a little right, bit. Right, because you're like, yeah, that's the the yeah. amount of sweetness. I want my coffee, and then you put it down, and then they would scoop it up and wash it. Yeah, and I was thinking in the documentary, oh my gosh, don't talk about this. You're going to hurt your business. Oh, and then oh, okay, okay, all right. Tig, okay, don't, okay. don't you dare okay. with the beans. Okay. 
And then Ted, Mm -hmm. because Ted was trying to, like, save every penny Mm -hmm. he could. Yeah. He figured out that they were, you know, they were using white boxes for the donuts. But if they used pink boxes, Mm -hmm. that it was cheaper. Yeah. So they switched it to pink boxes. And then that became What donuts are known for. But can I tell you something? Please do. When I got my donuts that Uh I ordered during this documentary. Yeah. They came in a white box. Oh, from DK? Yes. Well, they, I mean. I mean, that was a little bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. I just felt like you needed to know that. How many donuts did you get? I'm embarrassed to tell you. Well, just tell me. I went, well, I was going to get a dozen, and then mm-hmm. I thought, that's ridiculous. Baker's dozen. You got 13? <laughs> I got, so I thought, oh, I'll just get a few, and then I thought, well, I should get a few more in case other people, mm-hmm. and then I ended up getting seven. Wait. I guess I ate Seven? Four? <laughs> what? There's no way to know. What uh, what donuts did you get? Oh, my God. Well, I got uh, I got chocolate. The okay. chocolate one. I Which got one? I got the regular. Like the chocolate a... glaze. The chocolate okay. glaze. Yeah. The a chocolate on top? Glaze. Yeah. And then there's another one that's, I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like a little the denser, you know. It's like a cake-like. It's like a Krispy Kreme-like. Old-fashioned. Thank you, Thomas. I got an old-fashioned. Um, but I would just, like, eat part of it and then go on to the next one. Did you ever like jelly donuts? Yeah, of course. I didn't as a kid. Mm. I would squeeze out a lot of – it was too much yeah. jelly. It was a lot of jelly. And so I'd squeeze out all the jelly, and so it just had a hint of jelly in there. Oh. And then <gasps> – Maybe that's a new donut. Hello, hint of jelly. But my, you don't care what my favorite donuts are. Oh, yes, I do. Go ahead. Okay. I do love the... um, Maple. No. Oh, I was just going to guess. Go ahead. Sprinkles. No. No. That's too lighthearted for you. (laughs) (laughs) What do you like? I don't like a whimsical donut. (laughs) No, I can tell you don't. I um. I like uh, the standard glazed. Yes, that's. I love a twist. Oh, there were a lot of twists made in this movie, by the way. And yes, I love (laughs) an apple fritter. Okay. Okay, but do those come in vegan? I know the others do, but do apple fritters? Are there vegan apple? I mean, why wouldn't they? What? Why? What? I don't know. Butter? Well, you can use vegan butter. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it does, it's not dairy. I'm just not always at a vegan shop, but I do no. love donuts. Okay. But I also love chocolate on the top. And, okay. You know. I, why are you mad at me? I don't know why you're yelling at me. Just old issues. <laughs> it really comes out in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Ted buys his first private donut shop, mm-hmm. Christie's, yeah. because his wife is named Christie. Or because he was trying to knock off Christie's cream. Oh. Christie cream? No. Okay. By 1979, Ted had 25 donut shops. Capitalizing on California's car and commuter culture. It was the perfect on-the-go breakfast. So he would open these shops right by the freeway entrance and exit. So Mm -hmm. he knew people were going to get their donuts and their Mm -hmm. coffee and get in their car. Yes, yes. And he was right. He was very right. And so what's interesting about this documentary, so you have the lighthearted donut making, 
And then you go back to Cambodia, where it is very challenging and difficult for people that are, are still in Cambodia. And under the Khmer Rouge, Cambodians were forced to migrate into small villages. They were literally starving to death, mm-hmm. working 12 hours a day. Children were separated from their parents. And these were all, there were a lot of Ted's family that mm-hmm. were still there. And finally, the Khmer Rouge is overthrown and the Cambodians are freed, leading to more Cambodian refugees without a home, including more of Ted's family, who Ted sponsors. Ted sponsors over 100 Cambodian refugee families and teaches many of them the donut trade. Mm -hmm. He pays for their airfare, their food, their lodging, and he wants all of them to be successful. He trains them in the donut shop. He helps them open donut shops. And generally speaking, they're all very hard workers. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was watching this documentary, I was thinking, I don't know one person that works that hard doing anything. So Ted begins leasing donut shops only to other Cambodian Americans to help them, give them a chance. Mm-hmm. And in the process, he becomes very wealthy. And by 1985, he was netting, netting $100,000 every month. That's a good wad of cash. I know, $100,000 a month. And they called him the Donut King. I mean, he deserves that title. It's a lot of donuts. I remember in the movie, somebody saying, you make so many donuts and they're just always disappearing. It's just like, I, I don't know <laughs> no. that that's the wording, but it's still no, just you're like. Right. We can't keep up with the demand of the donuts. I know. It's so insane. Let's get so sick of making donuts. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just donuts. What do you mean it's just donuts? Well, I mean, I mean you can put acting. whatever you eat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> No, I remember when I was working at the bar downtown, uh-huh. at the Intercontinental downtown. Right, uh, no, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and there was some baseball team, a very famous baseball team, and I wish I could remember his name, but the manager of the team was sitting at the bar. He was very sweet. Uh-huh. And, you know, they were there for a while because they play, I don't know, five games at a time or whatever. And I said, don't you ever get sick of baseball? Uh-huh. That's all you talk about. <laughs> he was like... What is wrong with you? That's my job. I love baseball. I, how could I ever get sick of baseball? Uh-huh. I said, well, seems like you would. Plus, that's all you talk to me about, and I don't even like baseball. But anyway, it made me think of Donut King, because at some point, you just go, okay, I can't eat another donut. But uh-huh. he always seemed very passionate. Yes, he seems like it was the greatest job in the world. Yeah. Like, he seems to have just nothing but positive feelings. Yeah. So the Noy family moves into a $2 million home in Mission Viejo. Mm-hmm. And he walks through the house. He shows you the house. It was very beautiful. And they're very generous. They have big parties for all their friends. They mm-hmm. have great food for them. And then at some point, he invites a 50-person Cambodian dance troupe to live with them <laughs> in <That's-> the house. <laughs> And the two and his two kids are on are, are in this, and they were they're quite lovely, and they were talking about, um, you know, that it was a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're in high school, and it's like, oh god, here comes the dance troupe. I- <laughs> <laughs> he's just 
just like trying to take a shower and you've got a line of 35 people. Like- you got a bunch of showgirls in your house. <laughs> I mean, it's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but what's fascinating is that the Cambodian donut shops start to overtake Winchell's mm-hmm. and then Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Which is crazy because Dunkin' Donuts – because it's such a big chain, they have a big overhead. Mm-hmm. So for them, so Ted was explaining for for them, you know, they have to pay a lot to have that shop open. But for a mom and pop store, mm-hmm. you know, they get their whole family working twenty four hours a day, and they figure out how to really pinch pennies. And they they are popping up everywhere, and they're such they're so dedicated to what they're doing that people the communities just love these. Donut shop. It's essentially like, you know, a family run business putting Amazon out of. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? It was just like. It just seems impossible. Like the Smith family was always showing up delivering stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Just driving. All of their family members are just in their little cars driving around. Just like, oh, I got to get the Tig's house. You want some donuts? I mean, it's. and and, And you can feel. I mean, just even with Dunkin' Donuts, like the rebranding and trying to like compete yeah they had to compete yeah but what i thought was interesting and didn't really make i didn't really understand it was instead of all these shops opening calling themselves donut king Mm -hmm. they all had different um Names. names and some of them weren't great like donuts and burgers yeah you know and some of them were just they were odd and it makes sense though because when you're driving around and there's like sometimes there's a strip mall with just like um donuts and dogs and you're like why donuts Who? and dogs i'm just saying that might be one but they co- they just they're different names they're not all this under the same name well probably because they're all trying to have their establish own, themselves that be their own donut king right you're right okay so in 1991 Mm-hmm. Ted gets an award for achieving the American dream by George Bush Sr. That is so wild to me. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> moment, I was just... It is weird <laughs> The president... George, the president giving Ted... And by the way, his Cambodian name is not Ted. No. I wish I could tell you what it was, but there's no... <laughs> but it's not Ted. It's not Ted. He changed it to Ted to make it a little more... To Americanize himself. And his wife became Christy. Christy, yes. Hence, Christy Cream. There's no cream involved. Okay, okay this part, Tig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So We have oh, to take a break. Shoot. Cheryl, you need to not get so upset. I don't know why it makes me mad. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay. This part was so hilarious and Mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. So Ted met Christy when they were in high school, and they exchanged notes. (laughs) And And then Ted would walk out out on his balcony and play the flute mm-hmm. so Christy could hear him. How else are you going to get a chip? <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. That that is how he wooed her. Not Yeah, not only did he think to do it, she was like, I'll, I'll bite. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, and she said, I like the way you play your flute. I like flute. you play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But they couldn't, it was very hard for them to be together because she was rich and he was very poor. Mm-hmm. And and her dad said, if I ever mm-hmm. see that guy yeah. at our place, I will kill him. Yikes. That's a high price to pay. Yeah. But. But soon they'll have the no cash. Ted like we know Ted. <laughs> Ted, I mean, at some point, he knew Christy was into him mm-hmm. because of all the flute playing mm-hmm. on the balcony. Yeah. He snuck past the guards, got into Christy's room, and hid under her bed. For 45 days. For 45 days. I mean, I'm sure he came out from under the bed. I hope so. And probably played the flute. I mean. So to speak. If he will. Even if he won't. She said she likes the way he plays his flute. And by that, I mean she likes the way he plays his flute. Exactly. Um, But for 45 (laughs) days under the bed, that's, uh, I don't want to say ballsy again, but it is ballsy. And, I mean, later they ask about it, and he says, you know, at that time I really loved her. Mm -hmm. I was so poor. I felt like it's okay if I die trying to, to win her over. And maybe, you know, sleeping under her bed was more comfortable than uh, his bed where he came from. Well, that's another question. Did his parents not notice he was gone for 45 days? That is a good question. (laughs) (laughs) There is no way to know. I thought you were about to launch into, there's no business like (laughs) Like no business (laughs) like no business I know. Um... Okay, this takes a turn. Okay, is that uh, Ethel Merman who's singing? Yeah. Okay. Everything about it is appealing. Okay. Um, in the height <laughs> except of except his... most things, <laughs> except except some people that are difficult. Um, in the height of his and wealth, and the hours are long, <laughs> and people expect things of you, even when you're off the clock. You better be their best friend in show business. business. No business, I know. Like, no, hey. Um, in the height of his wealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's where things get tricky. Okay. Ted goes to Las Vegas. Ted and Christy go to Las Vegas. Yeah. And they've never seen anything like it. Oh, is he taken? Oh, the lights. The hustle. 
The show business. <laughs> show. Um, and this is where it gets really sad. Yeah. He. I did not expect this. I did I not like, see this And coming. I had that feeling where I was like, what I was are like, you this doing? Is too good to be true. Don't do this. Ted gets addicted to gambling. Mm-hmm. And um, he will do anything to get more money to gamble with. Now, you're a gambler. Do yeah. you feel addicted to it? No, and I'm so glad that I don't. But I have talked talk to people who are addicted to it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I talked to this professional poker player, and he said, and he had made millions yeah. playing poker. Yeah. And he said, but the thing is, I have lost more yeah. playing. Yeah. He said, but they, they, you know, like to tell you how much I made. He said, but I, there's no end to it. He yeah. said, it, and I will, I borrowed money from everybody I know, from my parents, to enter the next poker tournament because I, I need to win it all back. Yeah. That is. Ah. Uh, it's that's hard. terrifying. It's I know of terrifying. somebody who their whole childhood was like the nicest house in the world to absolutely nothing to the nicest house in the world to nothing and their whole because of gambling yeah because her dad was addicted to gambling and they would just lose everything and have to rely on family and friends and then he would win it all back and then he would lose it and oh my lord it's difficult it's hard Mm -hmm. to imagine it's hard to imagine you know, when you get to a point where it's like, oh, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose my job. And people but I'm going to keep it, going. But people do it anyway. There's something in them that's like, I just have to do it this one last time. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So he um, he starts abusing the trust of the Cambodian community. Mm-hmm. And he starts basically showing up at these different donut shops and says i need fifty thousand dollars from you which they are so thankful for all the help he gave them so right right he so, signs over their shop and their money and yeah well right so he says if i don't give you fifty thousand dollars back i'll give you this shop i'll, I'll give it to you yeah. so that's what ends up happening he starts losing all of his mm-hmm. shops and christy doesn't even know this because mm-hmm. he's forging her name yeah and because she's hard at work. She's hard at work. Everybody's yeah. w- working all the time. Mm-hmm. And how about the w- the one family member who had been saving for her wedding? She had been working uh, like at a clothing factory. Mm-hmm. Just working, working, saving money. $20,000 to get married. And he came and asked, asked for it. And she gave it to him. Oh. So... Yeah. He starts losing everything. He's now down to his last donut shop. He goes there to get $85,000. They get the $85,000 in cash. This is so insane. Uh, They get pulled over by the California Highway Patrol. Mm -hmm. Because Ted's car has been reported as stolen because he hasn't been paying his lease. Mm-hmm. And they take all three of them in. His son was with them. They left the money. In a bag. In a bag in the car. And when they went back to get it, it was not there. Oh. 
So Ted and Christy go back to Cambodia. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. No, I didn't see any of it coming. Uh, and um, Christy sticks through with Ted through all of this. They had, you know, this love. They'd been together since they were in high school. and They had done that thing where you cut your finger and you, you cut. They each cut their finger and they do the blood. Yeah. They like a blood. What is that called? Like a. Blood, blood. Oh, I, we used to call it blood brothers. Blood brothers. But... Yeah, they're blood brothers. <laughs> but they, in the Were you documentary... blood brothers with anyone? No, I don't want to. I always wanted to be blood brothers with someone, but. No, we could do it. <gasps> That's another episode. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, Thomas, will you write that down? That's but another... we need to call it blood sisters. No, we should be blood oh, brothers. Okay, blood brothers. Yeah. But in this documentary, it looked like, and I don't know if this is how they did it, but it looked like they dropped it into a little uh, glass of water and drank I, it. No, I no, think, don't don't interpret too much into. I it. think that was that just was dramatic. Part of the... Okay, so they go back to Cambodia. The kids mm-hmm. stay in California, mm-hmm. and she's sticking with Ted. And then she finds out he's having an affair. Ted. Ted. What the hell, Ted? Ted. Ted, what are How you doing? How much more can a person take? I mean, it's like you don't want to be happy. Yeah. Ted. Oh, like a self-sabotage. Yes. Mm. Yes. What, you think this is just happening to him? I mean... No, what? You do? I don't know. No, I don't think it's just happening, but how could he... But wouldn't he stop it if he could? Well, no, he can't. He's he self-sabotaging. Can't. He's self-sabotaging. And there's so many people that feel like, and not that he's acting like a victim, but there are a lot of people that are like, can you believe this is happening to me? Oh, right, right. This is, look at what happened to me. It's like, oh, all the stuff that you just did? Yeah, all of the things. <laughs> all the things that you just did to everybody else. Yeah, These I terrible see decisions you're making, those aren't happening to you. No, it doesn't just happen. So at that point, Chrissy decides she's got to divorce him. Yeah. And Ted's family wants nothing to do with him. Oh, Ted. Ted. I mean, this is our classic. This is our classic. <sighs> Coming from nowhere, you make it to the top. Usually it's a drug addiction, but this mm-hmm. time it was a gambling addiction. Well, gambling is like a drug. It's, a, it's an addiction. And cheating on people Ugh. is like a drug. Ugh. Um, and, then, and then he's left with nothing. In, two, in the 2000s, the Cambodian mom and pop donut shops begin to wane. Mm-hmm. Because the new generation, the younger generation, they don't want to work long hours like they're. They, they don't want to work, you know, three in the morning making donuts. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Dunkin' Donuts tries to move back to California, mm-hmm. and this time with force. And the Cambodian stores um, hold up because their fan base is so big. And it, sh- it shows like one Dunkin' Donuts opens and there's a line around the block. And on that day, the Cambodian donut shop had an even longer line. That was yes, sweet. It really was. That was very sweet. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, I'm just going to, we'll, we'll cut to the chase. At some point, one of these donut shops creates... Gets involved with the trend of trend. The trend. 
the trend. Hey, trend. Um, of the cronut. I had never heard of a cronut. I had heard of a cronut, but much like Pinkberry and what was the other one? Uh, oh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy I was Kreme. like, I, who is waiting in line to try a cronut, a cross between a croissant and a donut? I have who, never heard of who this. Who cares that much? These people that love trends, that they love to like get on board and talk and about. wait in a line so yeah, they can they talk love, about. I can't, I cannot stand that vibe. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mind it. If that, if you have time, do it. But that's what you're going to do with your free time. You're going to go stand in long lines around the corner for cronuts and Pinkberry (laughs) and, and, and talk about it incessantly. Well, maybe it's a part, listen, I think it's a part of wanting to be a part of something, right? I guess. I it's guess. like the cults. But this that's what I'm saying is, is then they're going to be into the next thing, you know? Yeah. It, is a cronut holding up? We don't know. Yeah. it's They're just waiting for when is everyone going to say this next thing? It, it's yeah. like in and out. In and out burger. In and well, out. Well, I just feel like there was a time where everybody was... Very excited about it. Uh, I know people are excited about all this stuff consistently. I'm talking about the phases where it's like everyone's talking about it and then everyone's on to cronuts and then everyone's on to pinkberry and then every and it's just like you're you're over it clearly you're over it <laughs> it is you what we would call are... my pet peeve oh your pet peeves you hate pet peeve you hate the term hate pet the peeve term and you pet hate peeve. pet peeves well i mean who loves a pet peeve <laughs> well do you love some of your pet peeves <laughs> I no, of course. If it's a pet peeve, you don't like it. No. But did I tell you what my pet peeve is? Oh, um, my pet. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's not interesting, so I'm not even gonna say it. Um, Tig. <laughs> yes. Uh, at some point, yeah. Ted comes back to California to visit his um the donut shops, and mm-hmm. everyone's willing to let bygones be be bygones. And they welcome him in. Mm-hmm. And one of the donut shops is very popular because they have a poop emoji donut. Yes, yes that's right. <laughs> By the way, uh, that one was like, okay, uh, who's buying a poop emoji donut? It seems like maybe a lot of people. But you know what I really like to think about is whenever it was that you were watching this documentary and you ordered donuts in, I wish you ordered a baker's dozen of poop donuts. <laughs> and just, you're like, mm-hmm. I just yeah. need a, a dozen poop donuts. Just a swirly pile of poop <laughs> on top of a donut with eyeballs staring at you. Like, are you proud of yourself? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, there are five, there are over about 5,000 independent donut shops in California, and 90 to 95% of them are owned by Cambodians, thanks to the work of Ted Noy. Thank you, Ted. Okay. Are you ready for, <laughs> did we wrap it up enough? Yeah. yeah. That's the story. Yeah. Um, are you ready for final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I was emotional. You were? Yeah. Yeah. When? Was there a specific moment? 
I can't remember. I feel like I felt, I felt emotional. I got teary eyed a few times. Yeah. It is an emotional, it's a very good documentary. It's so good. It's a really good documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not. Well, everyone knows, of course. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like a bikini contest or something that's really going to pull at your heart. It really mattered. (laughs) Um, Who were you attracted to? Maybe Christy. Yeah, Christy was, Christy's very cute. Yeah. And then there was some family member that runs the, one of the donut shops. Oh, one of the, one of the, the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Who's very good with social media. Yeah. She was. She I was don't. Very cute. I don't know if that was the one. What about yes, you? Uh, you know, when they went to Vegas, they watched the Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so You're into I'm Mike gonna, Tyson? No, I'm going to say Evander Holyfield. Okay. Yeah, because okay. he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if we did this justice. No, but it is, it's so good. So that's all for this week's episode. And next week, we will be talking about Bad Vegan, which you can watch on Netflix. Tig, before we go, should we read some true fan mail? Yes, please. Mm. Okay, this is from Beth R. Hey, Hey, Beth Beth R. R. Hey. Hey. Dear Tig and Cheryl, I have snort laughed guffawed and done spit takes along with you since your very first episode (laughs) during the pandemic your podcast became a lifeline for me and mondays have become my favorite day oh that's so nice i've never felt bored or distracted until (laughs) what (laughs) i've never felt bored or distracted until episode 69 listening to kenny g It was as if the sporific effects of his music infected your reflections on the documentary. My mind kept drifting and I had to keep going back to hear what I had missed. (laughs) I still haven't finished the episode, but I listened long enough to learn that many Kenny G fans have chosen to incorporate his music into meaningful moments in their lives. I am not a fan and never have felt this way. However, okay. In 2001, my husband proposed to me on the dock of his family's lake house. It was a silent, moonless night, stars shining. We had just come home for a visit after moving abroad together. I knew that if we were going to move forward, that his that this was the moment. Mm. We sat holding hands. <laughs> and suddenly, Kenny G's music burst out of the boathouse next to us, only to be interpreted by... The whirl of a blender. Margaritas? To this day, we laugh about our smooth jazz proposal. Aww. Aww. That's sweet. But you know what's wrong with with Beth R? Why do you gotta... Because if her proposal involved Kenny G, she can't just suffer through our podcast. (laughs) She can't just white-knuckle it through. Kenny G should mean something to her. I know. Um, should we do one more? Do we have time for one more? Sure. Molly B writes, Hey Molly hey, B. Molly hey. B. Hey. My husband and I are currently on a road trip and I felt like 
this was worth sharing immediately. Oh. He was getting tired and needed something new to listen to, so I put on you guys the episode about glow. He said it helped him to stay awake, which I thought you might appreciate knowing. He didn't mention if he was enjoying it or not. <laughs> but still... <laughs> About halfway through Tig's story about quitting smoking, he says, factually and without any judgment, so they just don't talk about what they're supposed to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I paused and said, yep, pretty much. I really hope you read this because I wrote it, imagining Cheryl's voice reading it. (gasps) I wonder if my predictions about her delivery will be correct. Oh, God, I hope I didn't. Didn't disappoint Molly B. I know. But I love that he's just listening going, oh, okay, so they don't talk about the documentary. Yeah. And she's like, no, they don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about quitting smoking during the glow. Yeah. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling documentary. Oh, well. That my cousin created. Your cousin who will not return a call. He will not respond. You still to haven't me heard from him. Still have not heard. It's been weeks now. I think you're gonna have to let it go. Let it glow. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I laugh at that one? It's good. Yeah, slightly, it is. It is. Maybe just let it glow, you guys. Yeah. Just let it glow. Time to let it glow. Okay. All right, that's gonna do it, you guys. And uh, I oh. have. Yes. Yeah, I Same. have. Uh, you also have an album release party at the Ace Theater in Los Angeles on May 14th. No, that's Cheryl, not are you going to come? May- yeah, yeah, I am going to come. Were you going to say maybe? Well, I just got tapped for a job. Really? Mm-hmm. That starts on the weekend? No, I don't know. It doesn't have dates yet. Oh, okay. No, but it shoots in Atlanta. So I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to say for sure, but if I am in town, you know, I will be there. Okay. May 14th. Very special guest. Cannot mention who it is, but uh, it's going to be an album release party. Okay. Record release party. And if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think Thomas said that, uh, I, you know, I'm on season two of the flight attendant, mm-hmm. and it premieres April 21st. And once again, if you're watching it and you're saying to yourself, where is Cheryl? I might not be in the first episode. I'm not. Uh, in, I don't I don't want I can't say anything. She might be in Atlanta. Because <laughs> I got tapped. Yeah. For a project. And you know, aside from even my ACE theater in Los Angeles, go to tignotaro.com mm. for all the other show dates for mm. my um, my tour because it, it uh, just keeps going. The road goes on forever. And if you think I haven't been to your town, which keeps happening a lot, look at my archive dates on my Whoa. tour. Whoa. I might have already been in your city. Whoa. Okay. So that's yeah. just an I told you so to the snorkels. That's right. Okay. Well, Tig, I think that really does it. Should we do it again? Yes, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopasich and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. 
You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.